Uriel, the go-ahead run at third. Bregman at second. Maldonado at first. Pitch on the way. And Marwin lifts this one in a shallow left field. Rosario coming in. It'll drop in front of him for a hit. Guriel scores. Bregman scores. It's a two-run single for the pinch hitter Gonzalez. And the Astros lead for the first time today, 7-5. to five. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth here on a Tuesday morning as we get set now for World Series Game 6 tonight. The series shifts back to Houston. The Braves leading the series three games to two right now. Try to close it out. They have two chances to do it. Tonight, the Astros behind Luis Garcia as the starter, minus 130. The money line, Max Fried, plus 110, the Braves starting pitcher. And you can find the Braves minus 240 on FanDuel. Astros plus 200 to win the entire thing. Joining us right now to talk about all this on the Roman guest line is Kenny Ducey of NBC Sports Edge. Kenny, tonight Max Freed against Luis Garcia. Freed struggled in game two. Do you think we see a different kind of outing from Freed tonight or do the Astros against against a lefty hit him again? Yeah, Joe, I mean, it's, it's a great question, and it's, it's great to be with you talking baseball still. I'm happy, even though I was holding a Braves ticket for a game five. We do get a game six. More baseball is always a good thing. And, I, look, I, I don't know uh, what we get out of Max Fried here. He hasn't been the best in the postseason. The Dodgers were able to hit him, and obviously they improved drastically against left-handed pitching, but not really on the same plane as the Houston Astros. I think the one thing in this series that you've always been sort of hanging your hat on is, okay, well, the Astros haven't hit well. They uh, had a two thirty one batting average. They have a two thirty one batting average coming into this game and just two home runs. Uh, look, I mean, it's it's been a really poor series at the plate. You wonder if maybe that game five woke them up offensively. But Max Reed is on normal rest here. I think this is definitely the Braves' best chance to win the World Series. When you look at the second half of the season, he was – shutting down lineups that were just as good as the Houston Astros are. He was one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. So, I, look, I think that we can perhaps uh, – I, I never I never like saying, like, throw away a start because I think every start is important to uh, to remember it happened. Max Fried certainly has the potential to blow up here, just as he did in his last couple. But I think the larger body of work here says that perhaps Max Fried is a pitcher that w- would be able to have some success here tonight. And, of course – uh, you know, maybe he leans on his fastball a little bit more against a bad fastball hitting team. Of course, the Houston Astros love hitting those off speed pitches. I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I do know that if he strikes out six hitters again, like he did in game two, I think he's got a decent shot at it. And the fact that the, the, the Astros really haven't been hitting many home runs here leads me to believe that there's even better of a chance that Max Fried can keep things at bay, considering he did only have one walk in that start. He hasn't walked a ton of hitters. So if they can just he can limit the, the traffic on the base paths without those home runs, I don't think that this game really gets away from him here in Houston, even though it did in game two. That's just uh, that's sort of what your gut would tell you and, and maybe your head as well. Kenny, I guess this is more of a prop bet question, which uh, more people have gotten into. Some prefer to bet props instead of uh, sides and totals now, Major League Baseball, whatever sport that that you're talking about. Uh, Now that we're in the World Series, and I guess this could be playoffs versus regular season, but especially now, late in the World Series in Game 6, how has your approach changed? Are there any bets that you would make during the regular season that you are not touching right now? 
Um, just just knowing that any sign of trouble, especially with the team on the brink of elimination, there's going to be a change at starting pitcher. Is there as much handicapping uh, with hitters versus starting pitchers, knowing they can only be out there maybe for a couple innings? It's a really good question. I mean, I think I would say I'd probably bet more props in the postseason. It could be, you know, perhaps part of it is due to the fact that there's fewer games and you do have more ideas, you know, uh, on a daily basis of how you'd like to get down on, on the action. But, look, I, I think that when you look at pitcher props especially, I think that that is somewhere in the postseason where you can definitely succeed because you can look at some of these starts. And I also really like taking props on outs recorded because I think that that's another fun way to say, okay, well, this guy's not going to go deep. Dave Roberts is going to go to his bullpen early or Brian Sitter or whoever it may be. Uh, you know, strikeout props sort of similar, right? I mean, you can sort of take the under four and a half on a guy where you think, okay, well, he's probably going to go two innings. The likelihood that he strikes out five hitters in two innings is low. I, I think that I've I've been pretty inclined to do that. I also have been touching total bases as well. Um, but I, I, know, I don't know if it's really necessarily like anything has changed as much as it's we're focusing so – I mean, we have such a tunnel vision – on these one, especially in the World Series or in the, in the Championship Series, you have tunnel vision on one specific game. You know, then you're really looking at it every which way, and I think that that sort of is uh, it's refreshing because in the regular season we have you know 12 game slates. We're looking at every game. It's impossible to focus this deeply on just one game. So I think that that sort of lends itself as well to okay, well I'm going to start taking some some home run props, some total bases props. Um, I, you know, I, I used to uh, I used to do some some work for the Orioles pregame show and sort of similar where I would be diving into the numbers and I'd actually find some good home run or total basis props that that I would cash. But it's only when you take the time to take like 30 minutes, an hour looking into a game, even multiple hours, where you're like, okay, well, the, you know, this is sort of the script how it's going to unfold, and these are some of the props that I like, and I, I think that that has sort of you know, been the reason why maybe more people are taking props in the postseason and why I personally do. Kenny Ducey, NBC Sports Edge, talking World Series Game 6 with us tonight, the game itself and the props. Uh, let me ask you about the other pitcher, Luis Garcia. It, obviously, something has changed here mechanically, or, or he's fa- he's found something in the last two starts. Six strikeouts, seven strikeouts. Joel cast the strikeout total on uh, Friday night. What do we think about tonight? So he pitched on Friday, 72 pitches on Friday. We're talking about three days rest now elimination game for the Astros. I'm sure Dusty Baker would love to get as much as he can. I just don't know how much he's going to have in the tank. Um, on FanDuel, you can find his total hits allowed over under three and a half. We're waiting for the strikeout prop there. What do you think about Garcia? Do you think he's really found something here, or are you skeptical he could do it on three days rest? I'm very skeptical. Uh, I don't think that Luis Garcia is uh, the, the same pitcher that we saw in the early going of the season. I remember we came, he came to Yankee Stadium, pitched in the rain, pitched brilliantly. He, he used to be very dependable for the Houston Astros, and that's just it's been a completely different story in the second half and in the postseason. He did he was lights out in Game Seven of the ALCS. We all remember. But if you go back to his game log, and I challenge people to do this, you have to go back really far to find the, the last time that he really impressed you. Uh, I mean, you know, Seattle was one of the one of the more poor offenses in baseball, really the entire season. Even when they went on that run, weren't hitting the ball very well. Um, but I mean, he did you know what allowed two inning two two runs over five innings against them in August, and you know before that, really you have to go all the way back to July, uh, where you're like, okay, well, you know, the, the Athletics there, you know, he had a good start against them. 
Um, you know, he, he faced the White Sox and did pretty well in June. Like, the, the, the quality of opponents that he was mowing down, not very good. And so I think that that leads me to believe, okay, well, the fact that he did struggle down the stretch, he did average over two walks a start over his last six uh, and, and walked over two batters in, in five of those starts. Like, he definitely, definitely faltered just a little bit down the stretch and sort of lost control. And then we've seen that in the postseason as well, right? He's been walking a ton of hitters. And while the Braves aren't a team that's drawn a lot of walks in the postseason, I think a walk rate of just over 8%, the fact that, you know, the, the walks have piled up here, and especially in Game 3, he walked four hitters. He's, he's just he's given up some rockets off the bat. He's walking a ton of hitters. And this is a Braves team that has hit a ton of home runs this postseason. They've hit 20 so far and eight in the World Series. That's so many bleeping home runs. So, you know, I think when you're when you're getting traffic on the base paths and you're pitching at a hitter's park, it's impossible to say that things are just going to go completely swimmingly for you. And so for that reason, I'm not looking at the over on Luis Garcia props. I mean, you know, it, look, he, he, he has been uh, flirting with a ton of strikeouts, uh, especially in his last two starts. So it's a dangerous proposition to take the under on a strikeout. Even if he goes three innings, he could still hit it. Um, I'd be interested to see what the number is. But, yeah, maybe maybe the under, the under on his outs uh, would, would be something that I would look at. But I certainly don't know if I'm ready to just throw all my faith behind Luis Garcia in this start based on, what, nine nine innings now of of pretty good pitching. And I guess I would also remind you, like I said, four walks in, in the three and two-thirds innings that he had in Atlanta, uh, especially going back to a hitter's park now where it's going to be a little harder to pitch in Houston, a little easier for the Astro- the uh, Braves to hit home runs. So I don't see it. All right, Kenny, run it down for us. Morning of game number six. At this moment, what do you know you're going to be betting or have already bet for tonight? Well, I, I think that it's, it's sort of become a meme for me at this point because I, love, I, I do love taking the Braves, especially at plus money, but I, I think I'm going to shift my focus after game six that the Braves do not win here. I probably would go maybe with the Astros in game seven at home. I have to go with the, with the Atlanta Braves here, though, tonight uh, as the underdogs. And the reason I like the Braves so much and have, have the last few games is because this Houston bullpen is just going to be absolutely gassed. And I think that's something that has gone completely overlooked. This is a unit that was so bad during the regular season it's become the hero of the Astros. The Astros would not be in the World Series, wouldn't even made it to the ALCS if it weren't for their bullpen. And this is a unit that has worked so, so, so much. 75 and two-thirds innings, they've, walked, they've, they've pitched a ton in the World Series specifically, and I don't know if they can hold up. And you've seen the cracks start to show just a little bit, even with Christian Javier, who is potentially the best arm back there. And they have no starters to, to speak of, really, to throw in there, right? They threw Urquidy in Game 5, and uh, I don't know if, you know, he's, he's definitely not going to be available for Game 6, I wouldn't think, unless they throw maybe for one inning. Uh, you know, we saw Granky pinch hit, but he certainly hasn't been great either uh, since he, he went on the COVID list. Like, it's not like a, a bullpen that's tired and you could throw, like, a starter back there for three innings. It's just, it's not one of those scenarios. I don't trust them. I don't trust Garcia. And as much as I like these bats, I, I just I can't get behind Houston against a, a stronger starting pitcher. Although I will say in the Max Freed start, I did also take the over because I was scared of uh, just very that you know scared of Freed not pitching well, and I knew that the you know the Atlanta Braves would get their fair share of runs. 
So I would maybe look at the over eight and a half. It's a little juice. The over nine, I believe, is at like plus 100 right now, uh, even money. And I think that there's probably a lot of runs scored here, but the Braves, they've shown that they can outslug the Astros. And so why can't they do it again against, for my money, the more inferior pitcher? Kenny, to jump to the NBA here, you wrote a piece on unders hitting at a pretty high rate so far in the young season here. What did you uncover? What do you think is going on here? Is this as simple as... They're not letting James Harden flop his way to the free throw line here, you know, 12, 13 times a game. What's going on? Well, that's certainly part of it. And I think that what I sort of surmised from that, from talking to people, is that it's certainly uh, it's still very early. So I don't think that sports books are really adjusting to the lines quite yet. Um, But I think that there's going to be a shift eventually if this keeps happening. The, the fouls are definitely one of the bigger issues. I think that that, that is something where we've seen Trey Young and James Harden both go to the line uh, less, and we've seen you know referees be more keen on, on not, you know, we, they called an offensive foul on Patrick Beverly the other night uh, that I saw where, you know, it was one of those where you're taking the ball off the court and you stop and throw your butt into the other opponent to, to draw the foul. Uh, they called an offensive foul on Beverly, and, and those are plays where, again, they were never calling offensive fouls. They're calling fouls against the defender, so it's a lot harder to draw a foul, and I think that's part of the reason why we're seeing it. Another reason is that three-point shooting is down, and not as many teams taking threes and, and not as many teams hitting threes at a great a great rate. Um, a great example was last night. We saw the Toronto Raptors here in New York, one of the top three-point shooting teams a year ago. They were, I believe, fourth in three-point attempts per game, down in 25th. A lot of teams have changed their strategy. Of course, the Knicks now leading the league in three-point shooting, uh, and, and they were one of the teams that never wanted to shoot threes. But I think that that is a league-wide thing as well. There are not as many teams taking the threes, uh, teams going for a little bit of higher percentage looks. So those are two reasons right there why the unders have been catching. But it certainly has been a huge trend this season where a lot of money is coming on unders, a lot of the handle is coming on unders on almost every game, and uh, they've, been, they've been cashing at a really high rate. Uh, Kenny, wanted to uh, bounce back to baseball for one quick thing before we let you go. As a Jorge Soler ticket holder for MVP, I, I'm, I was pleased to see that he's a favorite right now. I don't believe that he would win it right now, but it, it's nice to see that that he's positioned himself in a good spot. Now, you were saying if this thing goes to seven, you would probably back Houston in ga- game seven. So, uh, obviously, the Astros players have some value in the MVP market. Now, the lowest number you're going to find of any of the Astros is Altuve at 9-1. to I still am not sure that the voters would give it to Altuve. Is it a case where maybe you take a long shot? Because if the Astros win, it'll be the player that performs the best uh, in the last couple games. Guys like Bregman is 75-1, to Alvarez is 100-1. to Yeah, I mean, that's... I, look, the human element of this is so, you have to remember the human element, right? We, we in, in, get in wagering, we bet on the numbers, right? And we bet on you know, what the data tells us. And this is not the case with World Series MVP because as much as we want to say, you know, the, the guy with, uh, you know, who's top three in OPS is going to be a good chance that he wins, uh, that's, there's a, there a big human element to this. And there's voters who will see the last couple of games of the series and who makes the big impact and then they'll, they'll give it to them. So I, I agree with you that it, it might come down to these last two games, especially if it's going to be someone on the Astros. If I want to go with some value here on someone with the Astros, I, I kind of do like Kyle Tucker just a little bit. Uh, I think that there's, that's probably the best value that you're going to find. The guy has six hits in the. Kenny Ducey, NBC sports says we appreciate his time here with us. 
NFL Futures next. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth. It's Beck UL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook on the Beck UL Network.